We are alive. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, give it up to Katrina O'Neill, master creator at sewing flipping creation. <laughs> Yeah, no, it's an amazing title. I, I wish I would have that title. Yeah, well, I will yeah. put that right on my card. Yeah. <laughs> master <laughs> creator. Aren't we all master creators? Well, In our own yeah. minds, I guess. Yeah. yeah. Thank you so much for today for joining us, Katrina. Thank you. For coming here along and being here at Us by the Giant. Thank you. It's episode 50. Whoa, whoa, whoa. whoa. So, how's everybody doing today? Great. <laughs> Awesome. Yeah. Did you have to shovel snow today? No. No, I didn't see you. I didn't either. It was no, good. I did. I did. Oh. Yeah. Nice. I picked up. I was from school and then we shoveled snow. Nice. Yeah, he was pumped. He has this little truck with four wheels on it. Yeah, it's yeah. like from Walmart. Cheap. Yeah. And he's just, he's he's on the back and then he's just running around in the yard while I shovel the yeah. snow. It's good teamwork. Yeah. yeah. He, he, he packs it down before I shovel it. It's good. <laughs> Make it harder for dad. Way to go. <laughs> So we were talking about a little bit breaking the ice here just before mm -hmm. we started recording and you told me, um, you asked me how would you spend $10,000. Yes. So, and you had a very nice uh, thing there that I actually was quite amazed by. You said $10,000 in a year daily, how much is yeah, that? Yeah, if you wanted to, you know, um, blow $10,000 in a year, it's $27.60 a day. Yeah. And you know how easy that is to spend in a day 27 dollars and and 60 cents yeah, and so day. He, and yet we find it hard to save ten thousand mm dollars -hmm. so all, technically True. all yeah. it would be would be 27 dollars and 60 cents yeah. a day a day uh -huh. but it's again it's our perception of money because if somebody handed you ten thousand yeah. dollars how you would spend it obviously would be different yeah, than 27 dollars and 60 cents a day it's true yeah logan what would you spend it on It'll be gone. <laughs> well, yeah. Would you get some big 3D printers? Yeah, probably. As big as a house? No. <laughs> no. No, there's some stand-up units that are that much, so... They are? Wow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. See, yeah, it was reasonable saying I put... I pay a little bit off the car, whatever. Save yeah. a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Nah. No, eh? No, no need for that. Well, I mean, you can invest too, right? Like, right. there's investing. There's it's a good time to invest right now. Yeah. But yeah. again, yeah, would you save $27.60 a day to have $10,000 in a year? No. No, because you'd get about 500 bucks in and you'd be like, but I really need yeah. to buy X. Well, even like people people don't get paid on a daily basis. So that's another thing too. Right, and you right. And you're not including, like you got to include the weekend too. Mm -hmm. so, I mean, so yeah. Yeah. It's that's hard. Like, that's 150 bucks a week estimate. Yeah. Right. Yeah, so, so $300 a paycheck, yeah. right? And mm -hmm. you're like, oh, but that's, you yeah. know, part of my rent yeah. or part of my car payment or, Daycare. you know, food. Yeah. <laughs> Daycare, yeah. 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 yeah, so it is. It's, you know, but it's it's easy for us, to, I think, to get consumed with, with money mm -hmm. um, by not looking at it properly and not looking at what we spend our money yeah, on. Yeah, for sure. Right? I, I totally agree, especially the fact that you, you say, hey, you blow $10,000 a year if you spend $27 on something a day. Yeah. You, it brings it to reality. Yeah. yeah. So, know. you know, that's a, you know, whether you go to your favorite coffee place, yeah. having lunch, you know, buying the odd knickknack, 
more mm-hmm. dice. I don't know. No, no, no. <laughs> you know, yeah. and then all of a sudden, boom, where yeah. did my money go? Uh-huh. Why don't I have any money? And that's why. Yeah. You know, and much like you're saying, we don't get paid every day, so it's hard to find $27. Yeah. But we don't seem to have any problem finding it to spend it. No. That's, right. <laughs> that's another true lie. Right? Yeah. So it's, it's just how we look at money, mm-hmm. how we deal with it. Yeah, that's a good one. You don't get paid every day, but you can still spend it every yeah. day. <laughs> for, for sure. Yeah. yeah, you don't wait till payday to spend all your money. You find a way to spend yeah. it every day. Mm-hmm. So You also said earlier now you went to some kind of... Workshop. workshop. Yeah, okay. so this was years ago, okay. and I went to a workshop, and it was about money. And it, was, it wasn't so much about saving money, but it was an education workshop around money. And... It was really interesting how she ran the workshop, and I was saying the first thing she did was take out a $50 bill and rip it up, and everybody's reaction in the room. It was like, (laughs) you know, and then she asked questions about what's your first memory of money, first memory of having money, first memory of spending money, what, um, how did it, how did you feel, were you excited, were you scared, Mm -hmm. you know, and then, so when you go through doing that, it makes you understand how you deal with money now. So if your first memory was positive, then, you know, whether it was saving money or whether it was having money, that's something you look forward to. Mm -hmm. If your first memory was negative, then you want to get rid of money. And so you become a spender and you sort of associate money with being a negative thing. A bad feeling. And you look at people who have money as being negative people. Okay. And you look at, or you look at people who don't have money as being negative people. Mm -hmm. And it's interesting how we have that perception that we look at people in society and we say, well, they, they have a great job or they are on the sunshine list or they make X amount of money. So they must be happy. Mm -hmm. And I will tell you for a fact, I know lots of people who are on the sunshine list who are not happy. Well, I think, I think the best quote I've heard from a comedian or so I can't remember who it was but it's like I've been I've been reading investing books and it's like people say money can't buy happiness it's like I'd like to be given a chance (laughs) (laughs) well it's true right and I think you know it's it it goes for everything it's those who have it don't value it those who don't have it value it yeah and so if you don't have money you're like oh man if I had 10 grand I'd be so happy because Mm. but you know one of the things we were talking about is the more money you have the more money you you expect and you you make and and so yeah yeah, is it better to take a lump sum payment when you win the lottery yeah that was a good one or to take the thousand dollars a week yeah what would you do would you get take the lump sum payment it depends if you would win the grand a, a week yeah. Or would you wait it out? Like, you're younger now. Well, no, like, I'd have to see what the percent, like, how much a percentage would be cut first off. Okay, so yeah. let's say it would be, like, you get 60% only. But it's still $10 million as opposed to... Well, because, yeah, like, I guess I'm young, so, I mean, I wouldn't mind waiting, mm-hmm. right? But mm-hmm. I guess some people who are older and don't have that time would probably take a lump sum, I'd say, so... Yeah, that's yeah. a good point. But I was also saying, the point is, is if you won the $1,000 a week, let's say, You'd start to live the lifestyle of a thousand dollars a week, yeah, and like, then you'd get to the point where a thousand dollars a week wasn't going to cut yeah, it, it would anymore, change, yeah. mm-hmm. right? All of a sudden, you need two thousand dollars a week to be happy, and so it's interesting how we build our lives around money, and how um, we sort of guide what we do for money, mm-hmm. and 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 in the process lose ourselves. We don't necessarily be happy at our work or our jobs because it becomes less about the work and more mm. about the paycheck. Yeah. And then you get into that pay bracket 
I'm making 50,000 or 60,000 or 70,000 or I'm on the sunshine list and I'm making 100 grand. Mm. Now I need, I don't like this job, but I can't leave because I can't find a job in that pay bracket. Yeah. People aren't willing to take the pay cut yes. to be happy. Because yeah. the lifestyle changed too, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's. And then plus you have infl- inflation. Yeah. Which yeah. everything gets more expensive every year too. But I always look at it. You yeah. know what? There are people who don't have any money mm. and they seem to be pretty happy and doing well. Yeah. yeah, It's a perception that we have that you have to have money and you have to have lots of it to be happy. Yes. And it's, it is, you know, it's so wrong. Mm-hmm. It is so wrong that, you know, in my previous job, I was making really good money, okay. but I wasn't happy. Yeah. And I made the choice that I had to leave that job because yeah. I had lost who I was as a person. And mm. <clears throat> I took this leap of faith where I left. I had no job. I had no plan. Oh, boy. I didn't know what I was doing. Yeah. I was just like, I'm done. You just, <laughs> you know? cold turkey? Yeah. I wow. just, well, it wasn't quite cold turkey. I, I, you know, notified them and gave them an exit strategy. Mm-hmm. So they knew it was coming. But okay. for me, it was cold turkey in that I was leaving. Yes. And it was, you know, people were coming up to me at work. Well, what's going on? You're like, you know, are you dying? Like, yeah, do you have yeah, some yeah. sort of disease where, you know, you have to leave and you don't want to tell us? Or, mm-hmm. you know, people had conceptualized it in all these strange yeah, ways. It, it about makes no sense. Why you would leave this job. And, um, and then when I would tell people I wasn't happy and I just wanted to do something that would make me happy, the number one response I got was, oh, I wish I could do that. Mm. Yes, you can. Just do it. Yeah. Right? Just do it. But people are afraid. You know, I've got the mortgage. I don't know what I'm going to do. Yeah. And for me personally, it was the best decision I ever made. Okay. And my life has gone in a very positive direction since then. And it kind of feels like it was the right choice to make. Yeah, I got you. Mm. You know, and even in opening my business, it was all the pieces fell into place. Okay. And it became um, an effortless um, venture. Yes, I, I mean, it's not without risk and it's right, not without sure. work, um, you know, but it was the right direction. I think far too many people are pushing a boulder up a hill. They're going against the grain and they can't. Mm. That's why you're stressed. That's why you're burdened. That's why you're unhappy. And it's easy to say that to somebody, you know, <clears throat> who's making sixty, seventy thousand dollars $70,000 a year while just leave as opposed to somebody who's making minimum wage and that's all they have. But it's really important, I think, that, you know, we as a society, we have to find our way to be happy. Mm-hmm. And much mm-hmm. like we were talking about the reliance on technology, we have technoed ourselves out of really fulfilling jobs. Mm-hmm. You know, my job now, my, my business, is about bringing people back to the fundamentals of making. Mm-hmm. And they love it. Like the people I'm meeting are so inspiring and they're so creative and you're just surrounded by that energy of people. And it's not their business of making, they're just, it's their hobby, it's their passion. Mm -hmm. But every day I'm meeting somebody who's like, oh, I made this and I'm so excited about it. And that's great. Yes. So how do you bring them, how do you bring them together? Like for people who don't know what sewing flipping creation is. So, right, you are out on uh, Dawson Road? Yeah, I'm in County Fair Mall. Yeah. Um, my business is actually opposite of Fabricland. And people can come there and rent time on like sewing machines, mm-hmm. embroidery machines, long arm quilting machines, yeah. um, craft machines. Setup. 
they they come there to create. Okay. And um, you know, people <clears throat> it's funny, older people will come in and say, Oh, I wish young people would come in and, you know, learn to sew. I would say seventy percent of my business is people under the age of twenty five. Oh, wow. And it is inspiring. Mm. Like, you know, I, I love it because they're fearless. I had a girl that came in, she brought in some fabric and she's like, I wanna make a pair of you know, overalls. Okay. Or like, you know uh, I'm like, Okay, you got a pattern? No, I'm just yeah. gonna cut this out. Okay, let's it's do winning, it. Right? Yeah. And and she was, she was so excited to make these yeah. and they came out fabulous. Like they were oh. fantastic. Whereas older people would come in, it's like, Oh, I have this pattern, but it's not exactly the right size mm. and I don't know what to do and they panic about it. And so, you know, it's you're dealing with two different demographics. Yeah, but for sure. Um, the younger people are fearless. They're inspired. They don't know how to do something. They look it up on, you know, I'm going to Google YouTube, that, yeah. YouTube. I'm going to find it's a, a tutorial. It's a great teacher. I'm, it is. Lisa did that too. Like yeah. she teached herself. Her mom yeah. didn't pass on, like her mom was crocheting and mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. sewing as well, but she didn't pass it on to the kids. Yeah. Right? Busy life, whatever. Don't, don't judge. And then Lisa was just like figuring it out herself and she utilized YouTube as well yeah. for that. Absolutely. There's yeah. some amazingly talented people out there who have these videos. And then there are some amazingly untalented people who are just energetic enough to create the videos. Yeah. But you can find it along the way. And so this space is really about bringing those people together. Mm -hmm. um, and when they get together, it's really interesting when I have two or three people in the room and they're all working on their separate projects but it builds that community and they're all, oh, let, why don't you try this or why don't you do this? And it, it really becomes a maker space. Yes, it's an exchange of ideas as well. Absolutely. Right? And working together. Yeah, yeah, and it's such positive energy, mm -hmm. right? So, I, I love your place. I really like the setup you have and it's yeah. just bright and clean and yeah. it's big. You have a lot of space there. Yeah, yep. I do. And I say the best part is I clean up the mess after. You can go <laughs> and make a mess and it's my job. But the walls are blank because, you know, I just opened in October, so it's not even been six months yet. But, um, you know, there's some artwork that my daughter did, but really it's about, I want to fill that room with pictures of, of other people's creations yeah. and what uh, people have done, and what, what they've, you know, yeah. accomplished, right? Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, even when I have um, some of my, uh, my quilters who are in who might be a little older, they're really inspired by meeting these young people who are so excited and enthused about what they're creating. Yes. And I think it's breaking down a lot of barriers. Mm -hmm. You know, like I, I, you know, listening to the podcast, I hear you guys talk about things. Oh, yeah. And from my uh -oh. age perspective, to your age <laughs> yeah. perspective, I'm like, wow, I think about things differently mm -hmm. just because oh, of sure. my lived experience. Yeah. So true. But it's nice to be able to be challenged by that. Okay. Right? Um, for somebody younger to say, well, I don't think of it that way because you're like, yeah, just because I'm older and I live that doesn't mean it's right. Yeah. Mm. You know, I love that perspective. Yeah. I, I hope I, when I go, go old that I have that openness. Yeah. I think it's really important. To have it, you that. know, it, it is important. I think that, you know, the, the downfall of the older generation is that they think they're right and they're not. You know, it's just because you've lived longer. You're not supposed to tell them that. No. <laughs> Sorry. No, um, no but I, I, th there's a lot of entitlement there that they think just because I'm older that I'm right. And it's... Yeah, I, I, yeah for sure. I get that. Right? Because right? they've lived it. They have the, the age, the experience. Yeah, and whatnot, you know. Yeah. And, and that's not necessarily true. It's, well, even I remember this one time uh, we were in my grandfather's truck. And he's, he's a mechanic. Yeah. And I just came from driving school. 
and he signaled, and his thing, his signal is going like just crazy. Yeah. I said, oh, that means your uh, turn well, light's dead. Yeah. He's like, no, I don't think so. I'm like, yeah, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> and he's like, he's a mechanic of like thirty odd years, yeah. eh? and he's like. You were right. <laughs> They're shocked <laughs> when you were right. Yeah. 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 You know, but it is. It's, I think that, you know, the younger generation, your experience is different and how you learn is different and how you appreciate things is different. Yes. And so that we have to then take from that, right? Um, we, things aren't done the way we did them. Mm. Right. So even, it's funny, we were having this conversation about the Special Olympics. Mm-hmm. And... Um, they were talking about the opening ceremonies and somebody asked me if I watched it and I said no I was at the store I didn't get a chance to see it for sure and some one of my younger clients was like oh I I live streamed it I'm like what Mm -hmm. it never dawned on me that that would be an option yeah yeah Yeah. like in my generation that's not the go-to right you don't live stream something you (laughs) You wait till the 11 o'clock news and you go watch it watch the highlights and and so even the way that media is consumed, mm-hmm. right? Yes. You know, we talk about that. In my generation, you wanted to watch a television program, you had to be home at Tuesday yep. night at X amount of time. <laughs> yeah. And it was this collective viewing experience, though. Okay. Because then you went to yeah. school or you went to work yes. the next day and you talked about we that talked episode. About that. Yeah, because there were now, shows like Friends. Yeah, that was you know, huge or well, even like the or... final episode of MASH is still the yeah. most watched episode because everybody had to everybody. Be home it was an experience, and, itself, and watch yeah. it right now. It's now we're just going to binge watch it and download. Well, yeah, like I've 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 talked to people like, oh, did you check out that new show? No, I have. Like I think I've seen the one episode there. Oh, I watched it all in one one when, go. Yeah. Like oh, okay, like <laughs> that possible. first episode. Yeah, yeah, they just crushed it. They but don't, it's, they don't have kids. it's interesting though how that has changed media and consuming. So, mm-hmm. I have been watch, binge watched previous like House for example, the TV show House hasn't been on in years. Mm-hmm. They had a marathon where it was playing on TV, mm-hmm. and I was you know it's one of those it's playing in the background. But this was a show that was on weekly, and you only got to watch it weekly, mm-hmm. right? So what happened in that week you forgot about yeah. what happened in the previous episode. When you start watching them back to back, you realize they just kept coming up with the same diseases every week. Yeah. <laughs> now with binge watching, writers are smart enough to know somebody's going to watch these 13 episodes or five yeah. seasons all together. Yes. So we have to ha- make sure that we don't have those continuity errors yeah. or that there's going to be this running stream that's going to be this big reveal. In the end. And so, again, it changes media, right? Absolutely, yeah. yeah. People don't have the same viewing experience. I 100% agree. I have, <laughs> I have this... I, I have this... I'm quite jealous, actually, I have to say. Jealous. Yeah, what did you do on July the 20th in 1969? Well, I was watching it. You were? <laughs> <laughs> Unbelievable. Do you remember? I was no, I was not quite three yet. Um, my, but my mother tells the story about how she had kept my brother and I awake all night to watch it. Yeah. First man on the moon. First man. Oh yeah. yeah. Neil Armstrong. Wow. You know. That's and crazy. and it again, is. it was that collective viewing and and even that. Um, so where I'm from Scotland, and in those days. Um, using the television was a very rare occurrence. Mm-hmm, okay. So um, we actually had a television that ran on money. You put coins in it to oh, work. Wow. Yeah. Like it was it, like it, was it rented? Yeah, it's kind of rented. So okay. you paid for your usage, yeah. right? So and it was a common occurrence. So mm. families got together. 
right? Because Multiple you had families, families got yeah, together yeah. to watch it. Like, so for something like that, it was kind of like all yeah. your friends got together mm. and they had to have money for the meter, for the electricity. Yeah, and yeah, for yeah. The was TV. it expensive? I mean, it's, it's like relative, right? Like, yeah, okay. I mean, you know. Yeah. It'd probably be like a parking meter almost, yeah. right? Like, you oh, know. we got to chuck another quarter in there. Like, yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know, you had to have the exact amount of money to watch television yeah. based on how long That's, that program was. And you had to buy the television for us too, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah wow. Yeah. I, the first television I remember watching was War of the Worlds, the original War of the Worlds. Okay. And again, it was a collective viewing experience with the neighbors. Mm -hmm. yeah. And I remember being petrified yeah. when the alien arm yeah. came out and I was curled up <laughs> yeah. next to the neighbor and going, oh, don't let the aliens get me. Did you hear the radio uh, broadcast? I wasn't that old. I, I, honestly, I can't remember. <laughs> but when it was, like people... No, like, George, oh, yeah, when they did it and people, it said, because yeah. people didn't clue in in the beginning no. where they said this is just uh, a fictionalized occurrence. occurrence. So people took to the woods with their shotguns. Yeah, they were panicking, right? Yeah. yeah, because it was just fiction. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it was. But that again, media, how it's consumed. Yeah. You had these radio melodramas, oh, and okay. so people would tune in, mm -hmm. but they would know that they were melodramas. Like you know, it was kind of like yeah. a TV program. Yeah. It was scheduled. Everybody knew what melodrama was on at what time. Mm -hmm. But with War of the Worlds, when it played. It sort of came on as this breaking news yeah, broadcast. Yeah. Okay. But there was a short introduction at the beginning. And that's it. Where they said, this is a melodrama. Oh, boy. If you missed that and you turned the radio yeah. on and, and you got halfway through it. And they announced it like it was the 24-hour news cycle. And we just yeah. heard from New York that the aliens have landed there. <laughs> and people were panicking <laughs> and losing their minds. People oh, committed no. suicide. People were afraid uh, that they were going to be invaded. Wow. And... And, you know, that was the whole not understanding the future. Yeah. And, you know, space and that, you know, people, you know, aliens didn't live on the moon. Yeah. They didn't understand that. So would you say the radio was more like the TV is nowadays? Yes. Yeah, well, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. yeah because sure. Well, the internet. The internet? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, like, it, well, uh, That's yeah. right. The TV is already now People would played. huddle around the radio to listen to the stories. Yeah. Right? And then it became the yeah. television where they would... Yeah, because what's the saying? The TV killed the radio star or yeah. something like that? Yeah. Mm. It's a song, yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> Video killed the radio Video star. Video killed him, man. Yeah. Okay, yes. Yeah. He's dead. <laughs> <laughs> well, there was a lot of people who didn't transfer well from radio to yeah. TV. I'm just saying. Oh, for sure. No, like some people had the voice. Yeah, but yeah you had the voice, but yeah. not the look. Yeah. Well, even it's funny now that the resurgence... Like, I want to say I want to say it's a resurgence, but now we have things like podcasts. Yeah. And that's what it is. It's stories it that is, you download to listen to later. Absolutely. And it's kind of like the radio. And it's funny. I was I was telling my chiropractor it was going to be on this show. And, right and she And I said, you know, I said, I've started listening to their podcast and I, I want to know what's going on. And she's like, you were going down a rabbit hole. Mm. She says, I love them. She says, I find new ones every week. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And a, you do. Yeah. We, I do too. I listen to podcasts. Yeah. It's just like it's a medium that you can just you can download it in advance if you have a workplace where you can listen to it once in yeah. a while. Mm -hmm. It's good. Yeah. It's informational. Well, it's what I find interesting is so in terms of media, um, you know, we were talking about this in terms of science fiction. So The Mandalorian is streaming, mm -hmm. right? Yep. But that's geared to the generation. My generation doesn't stream. We watch television, right. mainstream television. So Picard which I'm missing tonight, <laughs> is on mainstream television because okay. it's geared towards me. Right. But what I found really interesting is Audible 
has been putting commercials on mainstream television, encouraging people to listen to podcasts. Okay. But who's represented in that commercial is not somebody who would watch mm. mainstream television. Interesting. So, and, and the way it's portrayed, like she's, you know, the woman's in a grocery store leaning on a cart. Yeah obstructing everybody listening to her podcast and I'm thinking you are representing the worst part of what my generation thinks of that's true yeah so I, I why see would that be your commercial yeah, it's, it's mm. kind of like I, I think it they almost go for like a comedy element there yeah but it could be seen as annoying because like oh I've experienced that actually in the store yeah it's like what's wrong with these people today um so it doesn't make it engaging I love that one. for for people of my generation to listen to podcasts. Yet, when you get on the, you know, the podcast medium and you start, ooh, look at this story. (laughs) Start listening to this. It's endless. It is. And you don't have to pay for it. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, you know, whatever interest you have, it is there. Yeah. Yeah, I like that. Yeah. So, now, AI is invading your... um... I love how you use this. It's like, what do you... When he first said it, I was like, so a store was taken over by an AI robot? <laughs> yes, there are robots in my store. Yes, you go yeah. check it out. <laughs> uh, so you brought us this amazing embroidery. That's yeah. our logo. Yes. And um, this is a machine that we would give you a file. Mm-hmm. And then how does that exactly work? So what, it's, it's a combination. Um, yeah. We would take your image. Um, we have software that converts that to an embroidery file. Okay. Use the USB and then that U- uh, file is stitched out. What, what file type do you, do you know? What file uh, type PES is? files. Oh, okay. I've never heard of that. Yeah, well, they're exclusive to Brother Embroidery because uh, I'm a Brother dealer. So it's gotcha. Brother, mm-hmm. you know, um, different types of sewing embroidery machines have Use different types of oh, files, okay. right? Yeah. Um, like the... Um, the long arm quilting machine uses QLI files. Nobody knows what that means. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I have to know, but nobody else does. Yeah, yeah. But it's just a format <laughs> no where you, you know, like some are DST, whatever. But we take high resolution images yeah. and then we read those colors as embroidery stitches. And then what we can do is go in and format it. So right now, for example, this is done as what we would call a fill stitch. Okay. okay. But you can get it to be a different type of stitch, like a satin stitch, so it is thicker and denser. And, yeah. You know, like there's all different types of stitches that you can do to give you a different look oh. on the embroidery that you want. Oh, okay. To do. It's like yeah. 3D printing almost? Um, not really, because it's not 3D. Okay. Like, <laughs> it's like, yeah, no, it is. It is very much stitch it's, by stitch. It's, it's section by section. Like, you know, this is line by line. So it's it's... It's kind of like CNC control, correct? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay. And it's so funny. That's cu- computer numeric control. <laughs> Ooh, there you go. You, you know, know. it's it funny how many people, how many um, men come into my store and they're looking at like, so we have this oh, long arm quilting machine on our frame. I can see the frame. men just lose their mind. They are, and it's like so the long arm quilting machine works on a program called Pattern CAD, mm, which is yep. based on AutoCAD. AutoCAD yeah. Mm-hmm. And they're all like, I know how that works. Yes, you do. Yeah. And they're so excited <laughs> about it. And it has a laser yeah. to laser guide it. So yeah. I don't know why more men don't quilt when there's lasers involved. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh, look at the designs I can do with but the laser. <laughs> just, just to touch on Michael's saying, there is actually 3D printing clothing now, but it's oh, not really? It's not how you would think. think. Yeah. It's it's They call it 3D printing, but it's... Um, you give the... Pro, like the file, there'd be a file for it. Yeah. And it's not... It's not like 
pulling it out. out. It's literally we- weaving. weaving it together. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I mean, and I mean, when you think about it, weaving is three D printing. Yeah, right? but now a robot's doing it. Yeah, <laughs> no, robots have been doing it for a while. Yeah, for isn't sure. it like anything you create in three D is three D printing? Even building a house would be three D printing. It's not um, like there is three D printed houses. Though. Yes, yeah. yes, we've touched on that too. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. well, in that realm, yes, because the three D printer is printing it. Yeah. yeah, but I mean, like if you stretch it. You could say you three like if you make kitchen cabinets and you build them by hand, it's a three D building, which is pretty much printing. No, I'm just stretching it. Yeah, that's yeah. that's <laughs> called carpentry. <laughs> There's three D three D creating. I don't know. Okay. Yeah, no, yeah. it's not printing. I mean, the the act of three D printing a house is yeah. this one machine is going around creating mm-hmm. all these bits, right? Yeah. And it's just doing it in layers. Or yeah, segments. it's basically dropping concrete, concrete in, yeah. a, in a pattern yep. to build this shape or form of the house. Yeah, exactly. So anybody can actually drop by yeah. the shop and say, hey, this is what I want to yeah. do. Yeah, so they bring me, they come in and they say, this is what I want. Um, we take their file and then we'll convert it. There's a fee for that, obviously. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. And then they can either um, stitch it themselves or we can do it for them. And yeah. you know whether it's stitched on clothing or whether it's made into a patch, something like that. And, and we give them guidance. You know, people will always come in with the, you know, I want to have, you know, this put on here. And it's like, mm, that's that doesn't not translate. Work. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. yeah. You can have all the vision you want, but yeah. you're limited by the reality yeah. of the machinery. So... Yeah, and 3D printing it's the same thing. It's like I want it, I want it this, this, and this, yeah. and it's gotta be this big. It's like hell. I'm limited to like this yeah. tiny little yeah, spot. Exactly. <laughs> and your supports no. and my supports and yeah. yeah. So there's yes, like you said, there's vision, but okay, there's the reality of it as well. So. Yeah, and so you know, and sometimes that's really hard for people to to conceptualize yes. that that this isn't Star Trek. The t- technology yet, no. is not there yet. Yeah. You know, we will get there. But mm. right now, today, no, not so much. Yeah, not yet. Yeah. No. You were at Sonicon too, right? Yes, it was. Yeah. Yeah. So we were there. I was doing display booth and we also did cosplay medics. So we fixed people's oh, cosplay. Oh, that's what that was. Okay. Yeah. So when people came by, like yeah. we had stuff to sell, but it was just um, to, you know, bring people to the booth but yeah yeah. you know to understand what we were doing um but yeah i had um my staff all dressed as like nurse droid and they were going around and they were they were helping people out with their cosplay yeah it was great yeah oh yeah it was fun yeah Yeah. we walked by i remember that (laughs) it's like this is that (laughs) so how did you said you left your workplace right Mm -hmm. and then you you how long did it take you to open up your shop then um well i left my work in march and i opened my store in october okay so um but i didn't have the plan to do it when i left so what had happened was i had left i had no plan Mm -hmm. i don't know what i'm gonna do i wanted to buy myself a really nice sewing machine you know i thought ah well that makes some things i'll have fun and um i could not find in thunder bay anybody who sold sewing the sewing machine that I wanted. Mm-hmm. And when I reached out to brother and I said, okay, I want to buy this mm-hmm. sewing machine. And they were like, well, you have to go to the dealer. And I said, well, where's the dealer? And they said, Winnipeg or Hamilton. Yeah. And I'm like, there's nobody between Winnipeg and Hamilton. Wow. So how do you get to be a dealer? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, how does that happen? Right. Yeah. And I knew that I didn't want to just open a shop that sells sewing machines mm-hmm. because much of these equipment and machinery is outside the realm of possibility. 
yeah. for most people. Okay. And so, again, I wanted to foster that creativity, give young people the opportunity to use a machine that was way beyond um, what they could afford. Plus, it might be something they use once or twice a year, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Why would I spend thousands of dollars to use something once or twice? That's just like a lock splitter. <laughs> exactly. Right? Yeah. That, is that from real experience? Or yeah. from my, no, I bought a lock splitter. <laughs> yeah. I bought one. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, like, this is it. I'm not renting it. I buy one. Yeah, I mean, if you use it enough. Yeah. But, yeah. I mean, it comes down, very true, it comes down to, the do I really need it, or is it easier to rent? Yeah. 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 And and when I decided to do the store, I had friends who do quilting. I don't quilt myself. I ne- never have. Mm-hmm. Um, and they said, oh, well, you have to get a long-arm quilting machine. And so that became part of it, too. I reached out to APQS. How do I, you know, have your product in my store and that sort of thing. And it just became this... Like I said, everything fell into place. It all came together super easy, and and I was able to do that. And people are now coming to the store going, you know, this is great. We needed this. And it always surprises me what Thunder Bay doesn't have. Right? You know, there's a lot that is missing from this community. It's true. This was an element that was missing, and I thought I'd fill that niche. So it's been quite successful, and I'm very happy. And, you know, every once in a while I have to pinch myself and remind myself it's not (laughs) been quite six months yet. Yeah, that's Um, crazy. It feels longer to me, too. Yeah. It feels like you've been there for years. It it does, you know. (laughs) and uh, (laughs) In my perspective, (laughs) You know, it's, it's just like... You know, the, the nerd, the geek, the creative mm-hmm. community has been mm-hmm. so embracing. Nice. And it has been fulfilling in so many ways. And, and yeah, they've been so supportive. And, you know, it, it really is, um, um, as your last guest said about, you know, it is community before competition. And mm-hmm. even somebody who would potentially be one of my competition was the first one at my door saying, what can we do to help? You yeah. know, how can we work together? Very nice. And, um, you know, we've now become fast friends which has led me to meet other people who would potentially be my competition. Again, we're not competition. We're working together. Mm-hmm. I don't have what you want. Here, here's yeah. the card. Go see this person. Don't, I don't have what you want. Uh, here's yeah. the card. Go see this yeah. person. Yes. And um, it was funny. One of, one of them, you know, um, he came to my store with a bottle of wine, and he says, I have <laughs> never had so many referrals yeah. since you opened your door. And I said, that's how we work, right? Mm. I don't do what you do. So why wouldn't I give out that card? Why would I... Be competitive and say no. And it is really embracing to have people come in and say, I don't need your service, but I love what you're doing. And I'm going to tell my friends. Yeah. You know, and that's what people are doing. Mm -hmm. You know. Is is it word to mouth? mouth? Yeah, word to mouth. Yeah, Yeah. that's like the strongest promotional thing you can ever get, right? Yeah. Yeah. It is. It's, well, even Lisa, last year I met her at ThunderCon. I saw her art and I reached out to her and I was like, I want to embroider some of your art, you know, not for me to make profit, but, you know, take your making to a different level. I keep saying that, right? There's an option you never thought about. It's true. Why don't you put some of your art on a bag or, you know, on a shirt or something like that and sell that as an alternate product. Absolutely. Um, And so some of the artisans in town, I've built really great friendships. Loxley and Taylor is another one that I follow on Instagram. So she she makes these pillows. They're imprinted with like um, the Sleeping Giant, for example. Oh, cool. But they're lovely. So she's now been bringing them to me. So if you give us a wedding gift, it's the initials and the date. No, no, so they sure. get embroidered on and that's yeah. a nice add-on. Very nice. You know, and so, yeah, how can we work together to mm-hmm. make her product better? And, you know, she's handing out my cards at her, oh, yeah. her events. So it's great. Mm-hmm. 
So when did you come to Canada then? Because you um, said you were from Scotland. Yeah, I was born in Scotland. Right? Um, we immigrated to Canada in 1974. 74? Yeah, so I have lived most of my life in Canada. Well, mm-hmm. obviously. And I actually became a Canadian citizen when I was 18. And I am very proud to say that I'm Canadian. I usually say that before I yes. tell people I'm Scottish. Yeah. It's actually one of those, yeah. people automatically assume I was born in Canada just because. Well, yeah. Well, you know, it's that assumption you make. Well, you speak usually, English pretty good. There's we no thick accent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't sound like I do, so <laughs> yeah. you're good. Yeah. You know, me and my parents, that's a whole different thing. Um, or have a drink or two, that's a whole different thing. Um, but, um, yeah. I mean, I've always identified as being Canadian and, Mm. and, you know, going back to the age thing, I actually remember when you were filling out the census that being Canadian wasn't an option of your ethnicity. Oh, really? Yeah. It didn't become an option until, I think it was the late 80s. Okay. Up until that point, being, you know, when you say, are you, you know, it was English, Scottish, whatever. Canadian was never a choice. Okay. That's what? interesting, you know. Yeah, it's like, what? Yeah, <laughs> it's a Canadian sentence. So many immigrants coming yeah, to Canada. Yeah, because it really was. Um, yeah. Canada was formed. And I grew up in a small town, Elliott Lake, um, which was majority of immigrants. And I have a second family because of it. Nice. We all immigrated at the same time. We all grew, you know, like the kids all grew up together. The parents became my second parents, my aunties, my uncles. Uh, yeah. And so we had this really great dynamic of all these foreigners all living yeah. together, but being Canadian. Yeah, I have a very um, strong memory of, I think it was the first day um, we had moved to Canada and I went out to play with the neighborhood kids. Mm-hmm. And I came home and my dad started yelling at me to speak proper English, <laughs> not that Canadian <laughs> language. Because oh, yeah. mm-hmm. I just picked the accent, like the Canadian accent yeah. up and I went with it. And he was just mortified that I wasn't going to hold on to my Scottish brogue forever. Yeah, that's. I think that's a very common thing when immigrants go. Parents keep their accents. Yes, and my parents are very well. I don't find it's a strong accent, but other people do. Yeah. I, you know, when people meet my parents, I just say smile and nod politely. And if, it's, <laughs> if it's nasty, I'll just give you an elbow. Yeah. Like you don't know what they're saying. Yeah, it's true though. My my parents have a very. They have an accent that is a little bit, a bit more. Thicker, I would mm-hmm. say. Yeah. But then at the same time, too, they didn't learn English in school like I did beforehand. Mm. Yeah, gotcha. yeah. And then probably they speak more German at home than I do right now. So that might be a difference, too. Well, that's, yeah. that, you know, sure. it's, it is, right? And, you know, dialects between regions and where you're from. And, yeah. and, and, and if you have somebody to speak your mother tongue with, mm-hmm. I mean... Scottish people speak English. It's just with a really strong accent. Yeah, like, for sure. Yeah. You know, inflection. Is there right? certain words in Scottish so that are not Canadian? In, yeah, not oh, in yeah. English. There's there they lots are. Lots of them. Lots of them. Like? Um, <laughs> Hopefully they're good. On the spot. <laughs> what is it? <laughs> um, you know how in German culture it's all about sausage? Yeah, yeah. I didn't in know that. Remember? Yeah, remember? We, were, we were talking about that. In uh, Scottish culture, it's all about body function and oh, brutality. Really? Yeah, yeah, you know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah, it really is. Like there, some of the words that they have are body just... function and <laughs> did you say brutality? Brutality. Yeah. There's always a lot of fighting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, there's a lot of aggression and yeah. anger. You know, even the, the dialect is not as soft and gentle spoken. It sounds like somebody's yelling at you all the time. Oh my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> Well, no, people would be like, your dad's yelling at you. No, he's not. Yeah. He's just talking. I think the Simpsons did it pretty good. There was like, a, 
an episode where Lisa got lost and she was yeah. like, oh, I'm going to go talk to these nice looking immigrants and they're, they're speaking German. Yeah. And the one guy loses chest and he's like, oh, that was a really good, like the subtitles, that was a really good match. But he's like, banging oh, on no, the Yeah, just like screaming at the other guy and she's like, okay, I'm not talking to those guys. Yeah, they're scary. And he's like, where's that nice little girl going to? <laughs> yeah, there's this YouTube video with a guy who dresses up as a German and he drinks beer and then he says, Schmetterling. Schmetterling, uh, yeah. which means butterfly. Yeah, <laughs> but he does emphasize a little bit on language. Yeah, well, yeah, no, like how he says. Yeah, it, it's so. just the way the German. I guess so. How it sounds. Yeah. yeah. Should we it's do? Like should... Very industrial, almost. Like... Yeah. Should we do sayings then? I still have to look mine up, so you guys start. Okay. Where I want to go. Well, you know, because you always do one in German, I was going to do a, a traditional Scottish saying. Sure. Ooh, nice. Which sure. is. Oh, now I'm going to be on the spot to say the right accent. Yeah. My mother's going to be listening, going, "Yes, send it wrong." It's "lang me a lumrik." Wow. So what it literally means yeah. is, um, "May you always have smoke in your chimney." Like, "May you always have fire yeah, in yeah. your home." What it figuratively means is, "Live long and prosper." Oh, really? Eh? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Can you say it one more time? "Lang me a lumrik." I love that. Yeah. yeah. I'm not getting anything. <laughs> no. uh, if, if I was to enunciate it yeah. in proper English, it would be long, may your lum reek. Yeah. And okay, lum gotcha. is your chimney. Yeah, 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 gotcha. And reek is you have a, a reeking fire. That's Interesting. The yeah, yeah. So I almost I perceive it as like your flame of life. And it yeah. Keeps yeah. Firing. Yeah. 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 So it means prosperity. It yeah. means you know good. You know you're rich if you have fire. Yeah. Right. Yeah, and yeah. and you have long life and and health and well being. Yeah. Love it. Love it. <laughs> okay. Uh, so I heard I heard mine I think yesterday or today, but it's color me impressed. Ooh. Uh, so what color is that? Exactly. So it, it kind of just means like that's how you're presenting yourself, I guess. It's just like you see you've seen something and you're like, wow, that's that's very impressive. Like color me impressed, and and you've taken on the persona essentially as being impressed is the way I interpret it. See, okay. and I'd heard one that was similar was color me purple. Oh, there's tons of them. Yeah, like but the, I, it's, I, yeah, like I haven't heard that one. Yeah. It's like, color me stupid, color me... No, but uh, I mean, I think I, there's an older expression, which yeah. is color me purple, I which means that. I'm impressed oh, or, wow. or something like yeah. that. So it's probably, they've just taken out the color yeah. because that's too explanatory and just putting in the yeah. the adjective that... Yeah, that makes sense. Again. Right? Yeah. Color me purple. Yeah. <laughs> color me purple. Yeah. Do you have any elaboration on it or that's pretty much it? That's pretty much it. it Did somebody say it to you or... Yeah. Okay. Cool. Yeah. And you like that, and you were like, "Oh." Yeah. Well, it was like, no. It's just I'm trying to like, catalog all these sayings, but again, like I keep saying, like we know them. Yeah, and we and, use them all and, the time. And we use them all the time, and we're trained to use them at the yeah. time and point mm -hmm. of when you need to, but you forget that they're there. Yes, you do. <laughs> I, I actually, had, when I lived in Sudbury, I worked at the Multicultural Association, and I did a workshop on expressions. Yeah. Because new immigrants who are very literal. Um, didn't understand Canadian expressions yeah. mm. and because it's true. so things as simple as uh, you know I'll call you later yeah. right they would go home and wait, wait for somebody for call. to call yes. because they didn't understand what that means mm -hmm. and I'm just gonna say we spent half a day on how's it hanging well that could be interpreted <laughs> exactly. multiple ways and they though. they did not you know again it's a very figurative expression 
So how do you explain again, that to somebody who's yeah, very literal? Li- ex- yeah, again, it doesn't even mean anything. It doesn't. Really. But people used it all the time. Yeah. How's it hanging? What? 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 What is there? What is hanging on yeah. me? What am? I, what am I supposed to say with that? Yeah, because you take it literally. Yeah. Yeah. Word. No. yeah. So it was. It's and you know because I use so many expressions in yeah. my daily. You know. I think my favorite is uh, from Guardians of the Galaxies, and the guy's like, "That just flew right over your head, didn't it?" And he's like, "No, nothing goes over my head. I would catch it." <laughs> <laughs> and he's just yeah. like, and they're like. <laughs> Dude, it's a good one. All right, mine is. Das ist nicht mein Bier. Beer? Yeah. Wow, that's got it right. Beer. That's not my beer. Yeah, that's exactly. That's not my beer. Which means, what do you think? It's literally not my beer. I'm not interested. Oh. Why isn't it not my sausage? <laughs> <laughs> I think that would make way well, more Well, that's sense. way too complicated. I yeah, can't yeah. explain that. But if you say that's not my sausage, that's... <laughs> that's a different thing. Wow. <laughs> that's a different thing. Right. Wow. <laughs> yeah. You know, you sense. really have to stop making fun of him about sausages. Well, so why are I will so tell many you, sausages? No, I will tell you. So Robert Burns is Scotland's most favorite, famous poet. He actually oh. wrote Old Lang Syne. He wrote an entire ode to a sausage that wow. is repeated every year by Scotsmen everywhere. Wow, there you go. Yeah, this so, like, sauce. I mean, Thank you. you wrote an entire poem about a sausage. Wow. But, you know, people love it, so, mm. yeah. It's nothing wrong. <laughs> no, it's <a> <laughs> like, is it, is it, it's like, that good, or is it so ridiculous? It's, well, no, it's, so, what it, it's one of his famous poems. Oh, yeah. And on, on um, his birthday, they all, you know, all Scottish people oh, who immigrated know. to other countries are more Scottish than if they lived in Scotland. I'm just going to say that. <laughs> so they, they start doing all these cultural things yeah. they never would have done if they lived in their home. I gotcha. So celebrating Robert Burns' birthday is a big to-do, okay. right? And okay. they have a big party and a big celebration. And they bring out the haggis, which is essentially a sausage. Yeah. And they read the poem. Oh, and they act wow. out a scene. And they stab the wow. haggis. And there's a whole, and there's a thing with whiskey. And it's a big production. Wow. And, you know, they. I had to help my dad memorize that poem because he had to recite it one year. And it's like, and it's stuck in my head. Wow. Or part of it. Anyway. That's pretty crazy, actually. Yeah. It is. And it's, but again, I think that's what happens with immigrant families, right? That you feel like you're going to be assimilated. Mm-hmm. And so you try to hold on to your culture so much. So I you start, so. you know, my mother made me take Highland dancing and, yeah. you know, do all these things that I never would have had to do if I'd grown up in Scotland. Uh, okay. I got you. Yeah. Right? I see. Yeah. Yeah. I would have never I worn Lederhosen, for example. Yeah. In Germany, I would have not worn yeah. Lederhosen. Yeah. You only do it in Munich. Yeah. But I own a pair of Lederhosen now. <laughs> Because your family's afraid that you're going to forget the heritage, yeah. so you have to be the most, I get it. you know, heritage-appropriate person yeah. there is. It's almost like more so, right? Like yeah. Overcompensating. You are overcompensating yeah. for this, right? And so, but again, you know, my parents' generation are the first generation of immigrants. Um, you know, I'm technically a first-generation immigrant, mm-hmm. but because I was such a child... You know, I look at myself as second generation. I get you. Um, but first generation immigrants, they hold on to those traditions. Second and third generation, it kind of drifts off, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, makes sense. And and then all of a sudden, you will see this resurgence. Maybe with, you know, it's funny how many people I've run into that they say, "Oh, I'm Scottish," and I'm like, "Oh, really? What part of Scotland are you from?" Oh, I, I wasn't born there. <laughs> what? Yeah, <laughs> it's yeah, like, yeah. Oh, okay. So did you live in Scotland yeah. for a while? Uh, no. 
But my grandmother was, and yeah. she was from such. A, but I'm really Scottish. Okay, <laughs> you know. But they re, they reclaim it, yeah, right? Mm-hmm, for sure. Because they feel that they want to have that title of where you came from. How they feel a connection, maybe. Yeah, too. yeah. that's what I mean. Like you know, yeah. that sort of that's who I am. Mm-hmm. That's part of my yeah. cultural identity. It's good to dive into that too. I think it's good to acknowledge it and like yeah. make it part of it. Like if I have my kids gonna have kids. And they're gonna be like, "Hey, I want to go to Germany and watch a soccer game one day." Yeah, sure, go for it. Yeah, I think it's okay. That's cool. If you would go to the moon, or if you would go to the sea on the bottom of the sea, that yeah. is, and you would live, right? Logan yes, says yeah. that. Yeah. Well, I have so many people. <laughs> We're gonna bottom, die. You're gonna go die at the yeah. bottom. It's like, oh. So yeah. now that you watched the moon landing already, yeah, like, life, I've been there. I'm good. Yeah, <laughs> No, I would like to go to the ocean. I think that, yeah. you know, in some regards, people look at the moon or going to space being, it holds so much promise because there's nothing there and we're going to create. Okay, and I think that when you go to the ocean, people avoid it because you're really looking at your history and what you've already created or in some regards screwed up, mm-hmm. right? And I think people are, are, are afraid to acknowledge the damage that they've done yeah. and going to the bottom of the ocean would because you, you are going to find plastic and junk and garbage yeah. al- along with a whole bunch of other things that nobody's even discovered yet yeah, that's true but people don't want to face a reality oh well you know i don't so, think we've ever heard it articulated that <laughs> that's nice yeah, but I yeah like no I, i'm fascinated by it i think that uh you know when you look at how much ocean there is oh tons right it's not just like one spot. Yeah. You're not just going to Mariana's Trench and that's the deepest spot. Mm-hmm. There's so much vastness of the ocean. Is it like 80 to 20% compared to land mass? Yeah. What is it? Yeah. 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 Something like that? Yeah. Okay, yeah, that's unbelievable. It but is. I don't look at more facts, but it's like apparently if you took all the water, you could put it across Earth like in a thin film or something like that. I'd have mm-hmm. to look it up again, okay. but it was fascinating. Oh, yeah. Like, there's not much land exposed from all the water. Um, but comparatively, like, most of it is water, but comparatively, like, there's obviously more earth and dirt, right? So. Yeah. 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 I, I heard a different, a, a nice term today on a podcast. He said that we are just running around. We are water balloons running around because we are just bags full of water. Well, that's what the Ferengi identified us as. Okay. Bags of, uh, oh, ugly yeah. bags of mostly water. Yeah. but it's changed though like i remember i was a kid it was like yeah we're like 90 percent water and i'm like okay and then it's now down to like 70 75 or something like that yeah yeah we're what seven elements or something and most of it's water well that's like saying it's like other people who like to like to craft cheese right yeah they're like oh it's two elements away from plastic yeah that's still quite a lot yeah (laughs) yeah So you cool. know, it's, and, and like even, we're all two elements away from well, something. Well, if you yeah. look at DNA, most things on Earth share the same, same. DNA. Is, is it carbon, carbon, right? Carbon? Yeah. Carbon oh, yeah, we're like carbon-based yeah, life forms. Carbon. Yeah. So, yes. yeah, there's, yeah. Like, we're all, we're all super close, but we're clearly different. Well, like us and chimpanzees, it's yeah. 98% of the same genetic yeah. material, or DNA strand. Yeah, 2% crazy. difference, that's a big difference. Yeah, that's a big difference, yeah. Yeah. You know? So what do you think about Cybertruck? Uh, I was actually disappointed. I thought it could have oh. looked more modern. Okay. Oh, yeah. Yeah, two, like, two 80s? Yeah! Mm-hmm. I was like, dude, be a little bit more, you know, yeah, futuristic. Well, even if you look at the c- current concept 
cars and trucks. Oh, they yeah. look insane. Yeah. Like just well, I think that's, gaudy. The, you know, again, who's designing, right? Those are people who grew up looking at 80s vehicles. That's true, and going, right? oh, I'm reminisced. I remember yeah. my dad's Barracuda. I want to I wanna recreate boxy, that yeah. boxy look. But you're making it with lightweight lightweight materials. You're making it so it can go faster, yeah. more powerful. You know, um, yeah, I just, you know, yeah. I think we were of the generation where everything was had to be so futuristic. Yeah. And I find, you know, younger people today are so retro, right? <laughs> no, awesome. no, but like yeah, they're it's inspired. It's a yeah. Of, you know, of course, my daughter says it's that 30 year thing. Kind of, yeah. Right? Yeah. Like every, you know, every generation is fascinated by 30 years yeah, previous. Yeah, I think bell bottoms are coming back oh, or something like that. Don't. But they it's also do this. I had enough with the neon. <laughs> the, neon the 80s yeah. are over. Move on, people. Yeah. <laughs> they do the same thing though uh, across the Atlantic. When the, in Europe, everybody wants to dress like the Americans, and then in America, they want to be like, oh, yeah, let's be like, like the Europeans. Europeans. The European, the yeah. European. Well, again, you want what you don't have, right? So if yeah. Elon would create a electric motorcycle, would you be interested? No. Okay. No. Basic four-stroke engine. It's the best. Combustion engine is the best. Okay. Yeah. You yeah. know, uh, there's, there is something to be said for, and I've been on an electric motorcycle. Oh, you had tried yeah, it they're, they're, They have, you know. Um, di it's different now because like, yeah. even like if you look at the movies, right? Like, yeah. the, like the, the classic romance and the guy was on the bike and it was like, yeah. like it had, it had that oomph to it. Now it's going to be like. Like, well, you know, Harley Davidson is called a Milwaukee vibrator for a reason. Okay. Oh, yeah. Right? Like, yeah. I mean, there is something to be said for sitting on a bike that is vibrating. Mm -hmm. You can feel that. And, it's power, yeah. um, you know, my dad was a mechanic too. And, and it was something about listening to an engine, right? And you could understand what was wrong with that yeah, machine based on the sound. You can't do that with electrics. Mm -hmm. It's basically right? replacing And, and actually... <laughs> Um, one of the, the, my favorite motorcycles I ever owned didn't have any electronics on it. Like there's a problem with electric start, yeah, you know, electric yeah. this, electric that. Like when you get into these computerized systems and I've had the gamut, um, you know, there's something to be said for the rudimentary basic four stroke mm. engine. You kick that it, sucker over. It, that's it's how you a started? Yeah. That's how you started? Yeah. yeah. Okay. It's not like, if, because if there's no electric starter, yeah, you flip me, the kick I have stick no jump. idea. So yeah. it is you, not like a long It's a pedal no. that you push down with your foot. Okay. The only problem is, is it kicks back and it'll, it'll whack right. you in the back of the leg. Yeah. You literally have to kick yeah. it. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> like, you literally have to kick it. Yeah. yeah. But that's a kickstart. That was the original kickstart. And then it has a throttle too. Yeah. And mm. so, and it also, um, you have to open the, um, carburetor. Carb. Yeah. So you have to also tweak the carburetor yeah, yeah, too open for it for 30, you know, 10, 15 seconds, and then you got to close it a little bit and a little bit and choke just till you get to that. Yeah, uh, uh, <laughs> yeah. okay, you got to open it again. Yeah, yeah, yeah you got to, you know, play nice. with the choke for a bit. Yeah. And it, but it's fun, right? Yeah. Like it's, it's very basic. Yes. You know, it reminds me of the time my dad has a be had a beetle yeah. in Germany, and he said he could actually take the engine out. And then just put the engine back in. That's yeah. how easy it was yeah. because there was just nothing to mm -hmm. it. There's nothing. It's just to the it. raw. Well, nothing to it, but I mean the, engine, the yeah. raw. Yeah. Well, what was it? Combustion <laughs> engine, I guess. Yeah. yeah. Well, like um, it was even air cooled. 
Yeah. Well, yeah. Air cooled just means as you're traveling, it's yeah. Yeah, blowing your air over. Yeah. But like Lada, I mean, their repair kit was a sledgehammer. You just <laughs> give it a whack. Yeah, they had problems when they yeah. go over the Alps. Yeah. Because then after they go up, the right? they yeah. go up, and then it's just overheats because it's air cooled, and yeah. that's yeah. it. But you know, even that, I remember cars when they didn't have power steering. Oh, that's bad. You know, I, yeah. the big yeah. '70s station wagon with no power steering. Yeah. That was a tank. You mm. were. Like, <laughs> Pulling hard. Turn, yeah. turn that. Yeah. You know, so my, now it's like power steering. Ooh, this I remember is, me and my dad talking about cars, and we were like, oh, yeah, it was a big block, like a 60, yeah. 640 oh, big block. block. And I was like, what's a big block? He's like, it's just a it's block. It's massive. It's a V8 massive. engine. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, most cars now have um, four cylinders. Yes. You know, I drive a four cylinder. Sometimes, car. like, one, like, couple cylinders, and it yeah. changes. Yeah. And, you know, they go fast because they're made of lightweight materials. Yeah. You look at classic cars. That's a V8 engine. That engine weighs more probably than most body, cars yeah. nowadays. Yeah. Oh, wow. um, and you needed all those cylinders firing to move that yeah. car. And it sucked gas like nobody's business. Yeah. yeah. But people still love them. Oh, they're loud. You know, they were They were loud. But again, yeah. because you could fix them. I mean, you know, mm. memories, right? Like, I remember my dad quite literally tearing an engine apart. And my job was he would hand me the parts and I had to put it on the mat in the order he gave yeah. it to me and yes. then give it back to him in, in the order, reverse yeah. order nice. so that he could rebuild the engine. But you could do that. Mm -hmm. You can't do that now. No, everything is covered in plastic. Yeah, you, you plug yeah. it in the car, you run the diagnostics, and it tells you what's wrong with it. Yeah. So... I have one more topic I wanted to bring up. The uh, I think it's it's a recent find. I hope it's not too creepy. Yeah. It's always creepy. For the audience. They have um, there's a dig site in Belgium, and, and there's a graveyard close by a church, and it goes back to the 1600s. Mm -hmm. And they they were doing some uh, work there in the ground, and then they came across a walls made out of bones mm -hmm. and skeleton heads. But specifically, just legs and um, head. How do you call the head skeleton? The skull. 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 There you go. Yeah. Skull. And um, they don't know exactly who built this, but they have a, an assumption that when they moved, uh, they had to like the cemetery was full, and then they had to make more room. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That they just piled up those bones into walls. Yeah. Well, there's catacombs in France that are yeah. filled with bones and there's skulls. A, there's a Cathedral yep. made entirely out of bones, yeah. too. I mean, I think that, again, um, modern day, we respect the living, right? Like, that we would never do that. We wouldn't desecrate. There's all sorts of laws about how you can move a graveyard. Like, somebody, before you can move a graveyard, somebody has to be dead something like 100 years before yeah. you can move it, blah, yeah. blah, blah. In those days, they were very pragmatic about it, mm -hmm. right? And the bones of my ancestors had to come with me. So they would. They'd literally dig up. A graveyard. Let's take the family with yeah, us, because yeah. you know. Oh wow! Right, I I think that um, you know, and it wasn't uncommon to keep the bones of, of of family members, mm -hmm. and even how they treated the dead. I went to an Irish wake once where they literally propped up the body in the corner of the room, okay. and people have a conversation yeah, with the yeah. dead body. Yeah, 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 yeah. Right, like it's this fear of somebody dies, and we have to put them in a box and hide them. Yeah. In different cultures, they don't do that. You know that that. It's the celebration of who they are. Yeah. Just because their body is no longer working doesn't mean they're not there. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Right? Yeah. Our per perception of death has yeah. changed over the years. Yeah. 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 We, we see death as being unclean. Kind of, yeah. Yeah. It's like, yeah. 
you don't want to deal with it. Because we're associating it might happen type deal. Yeah. Well, you know, there's nothing worse than feeling your own mortality. Because now I have to deal with that now. Yeah. So hide it in a box, you know. Yeah. Even the first photographs, that's what it was. It was like you would, it was a special time. Yeah. Well, someone passed away and you would take a photo of, you yeah. would dress them up. Yeah. Like fancy. Death photos it. are are a big thing, yeah. right? And you know, collectors buy these death photos. Yeah. And family members would be it wasn't, standing next to the And corpse. it wasn't morbid, it was just they passed away and we're doing like a special thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Cuz photography was new and we yes. get to capture this moment, right? Yes. Expensive. Yeah. Right? It was yeah. just like X-ray, right? When X-ray first came out, everybody got an X-ray. Yeah. And then, they awesome. like, and, then, yeah. and then they were like, oh, this is radioactive. Yeah. Oh, you mean this will kill me? This will make it worse? Wait. <laughs> That's how it always goes, though. Oh, we discovered this new thing. Well, how bad is it? Oh, we don't know. Let's oh, play yeah. around with it. Yeah, you can microwaves. We don't, yeah. We're not worried about that. Yeah. Even that, when microwaves first came out. Let's I cook our food in that. It great. <laughs> Who thought of that, right? It's like, just throw the chicken in there. Yeah. It'll be fine. <laughs> Stand in front of the door. It's okay. <laughs> just cook it. <laughs> just look at it. Yeah. Just keep looking at it. <laughs> Oh boy. Okay. Okay, so Katrina, I wanted to ask you the name. Okay. Right? So Flippin' Creations. Yeah, how did you come up with that? Um, well, it it was a combination of things. So first of all, um, it was the most PG version because in, <laughs> in sewing there's a lot of swearing. Yeah. Oh yeah, that. every every sewist will tell you. Yeah. You're not happy unless you See, it's swear. funny, like, men do it, and then ladies complain about it, and then... <laughs> no, no, we're the worst. Oh, That's yeah, so yeah, funny. the vulgarity. Just nobody knows about that. Yeah, but also, so flipping is is a term, right? Like, where you you re, you take, uh, repurpose things, right? Ah, like, so you'll go yeah. to Valley Village, and you buy something, and you repurpose it. And I was doing a lot of that in the beginning, too, okay, so cool, yeah. it was kind of this combination of... Of names, right? I love that. But uh, you know, people come into the store, and and especially when they're they're like, "Yep, your name fits," because yeah. <laughs> you know, it's like, right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> yes. you know, when we, we have to pull out the seam ripper, there's an F word that gets uh, used yeah. quite a bit. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, like fudge. Yeah, fudge. Yeah, fudge sickles. That's <laughs> that's the number one word that gets used. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so our time is almost up now. Here, okay. uh, Katrina, do you do you want to tell the audience where they can find you? Sure. So. So uh, my store is at County Fair Mall, like I said, across from Fabricland, but you can find me. I have a website, soflippingcreations.com. I'm on Facebook, Instagram, yes. and I do answer the odd phone call when people actually <laughs> do call me. <laughs> nice. I get a lot of emails, but not a lot of yeah, phone calls. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. You do a lot of social media work, right? Yes, I, I do. I, I try s- to. My daughter makes yeah. me push that out. I, I, it was something I was not comfortable getting into, but mm-hmm. I and it's even... You know, again, the generational thing. What I do for my social media, which somebody younger would do, is totally different. Right, for sure. Yeah, I know you have a very nice presence. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, love it. Okay, with that, it's episode 50 is wrapping up. It's been 50 episodes, Us by the Giant. Thank you, guys. Uh, Lots of love here right now. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, One episode closer to the rock. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Only mm, lots more to go. Lots, lots more to go. And Logan said once that um, sometimes it's good not to meet your idols, idols because yeah, heroes, then they meet your heroes. Yeah. yeah, because in reality it might be different than yeah. you expect. Yeah, yeah, well, that would be bad if you find out. Well, like I said, like you, you prop them on this pedestal. Like you, you yourself are putting yeah, them on this yeah. pedestal, and then you, you don't meet know them. them from Adam. Exactly. And then yeah. you're saying, "Hey, they're awesome," yeah. and they're like. I'm a jerk, like everybody else, yeah. right? Could be. Yeah. Or a tool or, or whatever. Yeah. yeah. 
Okay. With that, we leave it off. <laughs> Listen to you. Um, it's just tune back in in episode nine 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 nine. Yeah, <laughs> Some, someone special will be down there. Yeah. <laughs> Another special guest. Yeah. yeah. All right. Cheers, guys. All right. Bye bye.